0: I love the lyrics of that song, when I open up my mouth, miracles start breaking out. And I'll tell you, sometimes you need to open up your mouth and worship God. I know that all of us are different. Some of us are inward worshipers. Some of us are more introverted. But sometimes you need to say the name of Jesus out loud just so the devil can hear it. The devil can't read your mind, but he can hear your voice and he can hear the name of Jesus. And I'll tell you, after a long week, what gets me through is when I just open up my mouth and declare the praises of God. So I just encourage you right now in your own way, however you worship God, I want to encourage you, maybe just lift your hands and just out loud, just begin to say the name Jesus. Just out loud begin to say the name Jesus. Tell him that you love him. Tell him that you worship him. Tell him that he's greater than anything you've ever faced. Begin to let the enemy even hear that you're a child of God, that he he can't mess with you. And so, Jesus, we just declare your name. Even if there's nothing else after it, there's power. And just when we say, Jesus, Jesus, the name that's above every name, the name that has all authority and all power, the name that can't be matched by any other name, by any other being. And today, God, we declare that's why we're here, not for content, not for fun, We get to have those things too, but the main purpose is so that we can lift high and acknowledge and worship and be refreshed and be challenged and to serve Jesus. And so today, Holy Spirit, we just invite you to be with us, and we just acknowledge that you are the center. You're not a part of our church. You are the reason for the existence of our church. We exist to love you, to serve you, and to worship you for what you've done for us. And so today, God, I just pray that you would just refresh those that are here watching all over the world. I pray that for those that have had difficult weeks, for those that have struggled, for those that are hurting, for those marriages that are hanging on by a thread, we just speak the name of Jesus into those situations. We pray for supernatural healing for those that are sick. We pray for restoration for marriages where it just seems like there's no hope. We pray for confidence for those that are doubting themselves, knowing that God has chosen us, that he loves us. We just pray provision for those that are in need financially. We pray in the name of Jesus for breakthrough for people that have been waiting on a miracle for so long. We just speak the name Jesus. Jesus. The beautiful name, Jesus. I encourage you even now just again to say it out loud. Jesus. Jesus that name there's nothing like the name Jesus. And we thank you that Jesus you have welcomed us into your presence and so we've come to honor and worship you. And I pray that all of today would be a blessing to many but I pray it would be an offering and a gift to you. And we honor you and we thank you for it in Jesus name. Amen. Hey all around the world you guys can go ahead and take a seat before we jump into the message for today. Hey I wanted to give you guys A big update for today. Some of you might not be aware, but there has been a miracle happening behind the scenes for really somewhat around three years now that many of you have not had the chance to know, but I've had the chance to know to witness firsthand, and it's built my faith in ways that really few things ever in my life ever have. But now here's the thing. The miracle is actually not happening directly into my life. It's something I've gotten to stand back and to watch, and it's actually happening in the life of one of our staff members, one of the people that actually helped us start the church. Some of you know him. Some of you love him, Unworthy Seraph. And Unworthy Seraph has been going through a season for about three years now, and God is doing something supernatural and super amazing, and honestly, in few things that I've really, really ever seen. And we serve a God that does good things. We serve a God that does amazing things. The Bible says that he is the God who gives But it also says that he's the God who takes away. And so because of this amazing miracle that is happening in Unworthy Seraph's life, unfortunately it does mean that Seraph soon will actually be transitioning off of our staff. He will actually be moving away to live closer to someone very special to his heart. Some of you probably can figure out what that means. But if you can't, what we're going to do is over the next three weeks, we're going to give Unworthy Seraph an opportunity to share his story with all of you in hopes that it will bless you and build your faith the way that it's blessed us. And we want to give the opportunity to all of us to honor him and love him well. Here's the deal. He's got a story to share that will bless you. And so here's what I want you to do over the next several weeks as he speaks and as he moves away and transitions off our staff. I want to encourage you to honor him well. I, without any exaggeration, mean that Seraph has been a part of building this church since day one. Since before God Squad Church was ever even an idea, before it was ever even a conception, there was a group of people that surrounded me as we started this church, and his DNA, his footprints are all over it. And for the history of our entire church, it will be where it is because of what he invested from day one. So I challenge you, sometimes it's bittersweet and sometimes it's difficult, but sometimes we don't know how good we have it until it's gone. And so i really challenge you over the next few weeks Send them a message on Discord. Spend some time with them on Discord. Let them know that you love them. I tell people, don't just think good things about somebody. Tell it to them. Say it to them in a message, in a voice chat, whatever you feel comfortable, because we want to do our best to honor him and celebrate with him this amazing thing that's happening in her life, but just because it's amazing doesn't mean that it's not difficult and it's bittersweet. And so, friends, one more time, I'd actually ask you to stand to your feet because we honor big around here. And would you put some hype in the chat as we begin the three-week story of hearing this amazing message from our friend, media director, and most importantly, member of our family, Unworthy Seraph.
1: Thank you, Pastor Susie. Uh, It's been amazing to be a part of God's Quad Church over the past five years. There's a lot that I could say, uh, a lot that I will be saying in the next few weeks, uh, but until then I just want to say that it's been an incredible honor and privilege to uh, be here and it's an, an incredible opportunity to have the stage for the next few weeks. So I want to extend uh, my thanks to Pastor Susie and the rest of the, the leaders here uh, for allowing me to fully share uh, what God has been doing in my life. Uh, I love you guys. I love this church and everything uh, that it stands for, everything that it does. Um, it's bittersweet for me. It is. It is bittersweet for me. Um, but I'm really excited to see what God has for all of us, uh, even if it means that we'll be on different paths moving forward. It's been a while since I was last up here, uh, a little over a year, in fact. Um, at that time, let's see, I was single, I didn't have a beard, um, and the world was not in a crazy pandemic. So, amen indeed. <laughs> amen indeed. It, it's, uh, it's, been, it's been some time, but uh, it's good to be here. Uh, today, I want to talk to you about Dragon Ball memes. Yes. Dragon Ball memes, you heard that right. You may be familiar with Dragon Ball Z specifically. It's the most commonly known one. Uh, and you probably know it as the anime show where there's these buff guys, and they're like screaming their heads off, and they're just like flexing and getting swole like no other. And sometimes they just, their hair changes colors when they get really strong. It's just crazy, but I love it. Uh, and we've gotten some great memes from the Dragon Ball franchise. I wanted to share a few of them with you today. So let's go ahead and take a look at the first one. Uh, We've got the classic It's Over 9,000. I thought about screaming it for dramatic effect, but I don't want to rip everyone's ears, so just imagine me screaming it or Vegeta screaming it whichever you prefer. Um, so this, this one's great, probably the most well-known one. It features Vegeta, the prince of all Saiyans, screaming, it's over 9,000. He's using the, the, well, I guess it's broken now. He had a little device on his face called a Scouter, and it can read people's power levels. So he was looking at our main character, who you may know as Goku, and he was looking at Goku, uh, and the Scouter said that Goku's power level was over 9,000, and that just blew his mind. It was unexpected for it to be over 9,000. then we've got this next meme. How many of you have seen this one? Uh, There's this villain, very iconic villain, named Frieza in the Dragon Ball series. You may know them. Uh, And as the good guys are fighting him, He just keeps transforming into new ridiculous forms. This is actually one of his middle forms. It's not how he starts, and it's certainly not how he ends. Uh, He transforms like three or four times, uh, and it kind of sets the precedent precedent for the rest of the series on how many ridiculous forms uh, the villains and the characters will have uh, in the series. This meme is really great to use when uh, you you feel like you're just getting warmed up, you know, maybe got a trick up your sleeve. (laughs) Not even in my final form. Watch out! Watch out! So, both of those memes are great, right? But if there's one thing that the characters in Dragon Ball understand, it's the fact that pain is gain. The race of some of the main characters, called the Saiyan race, are literally designed to get stronger when they get hurt. Like, it's literally in their blood, in their genetics, that when they get brought to the brink of death, then they are allowed to fully heal, and then they're just exponentially stronger than they were before. It's really not even fair, and it's always baffled me how they don't just beat themselves up to get stronger. I don't, that seems like a good, good idea to me, but therein lies one of the many mysteries of the Dragon Ball series. It's not important for us today, though. What is important is the final meme that I have for you that we'll take a look at in a moment. It's from the newest addition to the Dragon Ball series, Dragon Ball Super, Uh, and I actually changed it a little bit from from when I first found it. I was looking for memes for this series, and I found this one, and it was just perfect. Summed up everything, but I changed it a little bit to be a little little more personal to me, maybe to some of you as well, Uh, and it really shows us how we should react to adversity and pain. So here it is, my masterpiece of a meme. When someone breaks your heart, magnificent. This pain shall make me stronger. It's it's fantastic. It's fantastic. Believe it or not, this isn't actually Goku. I know it looks like Goku. Some of you know what Goku looks like. Not Goku. Actually, uh, evil Goku, but is not actually Goku. It's a very confusing arc doesn't really make sense in the end, it's not important, uh, because this meme says everything that we need to learn for today. And that is the principle of no pain, no gain, which is the title of our message today. And I want to point out three things that the book of James teaches us about how we should handle pain. In Dragon Ball, it's physical pain, but in our lives, it usually takes the form of emotional pain. And believe it or not, the Bible enforces this idea. So let's go ahead and take a look. It's a short portion of scripture, James chapter 1, and we're going to read verses 2 through 4. Read it with me. It's going to be on the screen. It says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, God, we thank you so much for everything that you do for us, Lord. And I pray today, God, you would just speak to our hearts, Lord, and you would give us a new understanding of pain, God. That You would show us what you can do through pain and the lessons and the growth that you can do in us through experiences and trials in our lives. God, I pray we would open our hearts to that today. In your name we pray. Amen. Now this scripture is very challenging for many of us to put into action, understandably, because I don't know about you, but when I face trials of many kinds, my first reaction is not to count it all joy. My first reaction is to read the difficulty of the situation with my scouter, see that it is over 9,000, and proceed to flip out. Because I I don't want anything to do with that. I don't want anything to do with pain. Get it out of here. Get it out of here. But that is not what the Bible teaches us to do. In order for us to reframe our mind around this concept that pain is gain, we have to understand why. The scripture said it, count it joy, but why is it important for us to be joyful when we're facing trials? It's because we learn through our pain. We get stronger through our pain, and you've probably heard that, you'd probably agree with that, but what exactly does pain teach us, and why is it so important for our growth as Christians and human beings? All our points are straight out of those verses that we just read today. So let's dive into the first point, that pain produces perseverance. What exactly is perseverance? It's a big word that we'd we'd all probably say, yeah, yeah, I know what that word means, perseverance. It's like, yeah, you keep going. You're doing good. You, You just keep going. Even though it's hard, you persevere fairly good definition, but let's go ahead and take a look at what the dictionary has to say. Perseverance is defined as persistence in doing something despite difficulty or delay in achieving success. Okay, so the first part, doing something despite difficulty. That's important because if pain teaches us perseverance, then it's teaching us to keep going despite the pain. Because as we face the pain and we choose to walk through it, we begin to realize that we're stronger than we thought we were, and that's because what we've been through in the past, we know to keep pushing when we face new challenges. Perseverance is continuing to fight again and again, even though the odds are against you. And Dragon Ball and many other anime, like Naruto or My Hero Academia, are great examples of what Perseverance looks like. The idea of facing up against these impossible challenges, these impossible odds, but choosing to fight anyway and choosing to overcome. Every villain in Dragon Ball and probably many other anime seem completely insurmountable when they're first introduced. They're at just a complete other level compared to our heroes when the villain is first introduced. But that doesn't stop the heroes from trying to rise up to that challenge. It doesn't stop them from trying to stop the villain, even though it's going to be hard. They fight despite the difficulty of the challenge. They persevere. And they keep fighting because they understand that that's the only option. It's either they persevere or their families, their planet, sometimes even their universe, are going to be taken away from them. And the second part of that Perseverance definition that I want to look at. It's also something uh, that's important the delay in achieving success. Dragon Ball will teach you about delay because singular fights can last dozens of episodes. It's very drawn out. Sometimes they show the same scene just multiple times and they flip it. It's ridiculous. It it, it takes so long. If you've ever seen Dragon Ball, not Dragon Ball Z, Kai, all right? They cut out a lot of the filler in Dragon Ball Z Kai. If you've seen the original Dragon Ball Z or any of the Dragon Ball series, you know, you know they're drawn out. They're drawn out. But let's slot uh, that second part of the definition, the delay in achieving success, into the scripture. If we did that, it would read like this. The testing of our faith produces delay in achieving success. It delays our success. That doesn't sound good to me. Why, why would delayed success be good? In a world that has ingrained instant gratification in our minds, we don't like delayed success. I will be the first to admit that. If I want to watch a movie, I can turn on the TV and I can pick any movie I want because we've got all these streaming services with any movie we could ever want to watch and we can just watch it because we're already all paying for the streaming services anyway. Let's be honest. And if I want food, all I got to do is pull out my DoorDash app and DoorDash some food straight to my door and I don't even have to get up They're going to leave it at my door. I don't have to talk to anybody. Praise God, introverts for life, all right? (laughs) If we want to know something, if we want to know something, the information is at our fingertips. Guys, Google is a very powerful thing. It's great. You can learn anything you want to learn on the internet, new skills, new hobbies, talents, whatever it may be. If you just want to know random facts, you can know them. You can know them. There are fewer barriers to information and services than ever before, and our desires are constantly being fulfilled faster and faster and faster and faster. And this idea of delayed success is hard for us to grasp because it is the exact opposite of what the world is teaching us. It's, It's the opposite. But just like a little kid needs to learn patience, We need to learn a deeper level of patience when we are going through trials. And I think this idea of prolonged perseverance is important for us to learn through pain because most of us can't remember something the first time we hear it. We need to have it reinforced over and over again. So prolonged seasons of pain, drawn out battles, remind us over and over again that the pain is for a reason, it's to produce in us a perseverance. And the second principle we see James teaching us is that pain produces mature faith. I think one of the main differences between young faith and mature faith is the ability to continue in your faith when you are faced with something great, when you are faced with a great challenge. Every time your faith is challenged, you can choose faith, and your faith matures again, And again. So mature faith prepares us for harder struggles because God doesn't want you to just get through the challenge that you are facing right now. He wants you to get through the next challenge and the next challenge. And in order for you to get through all of those, he has to teach you what you need to learn right now in your current challenge. He wants to use your trial to prepare you for the ones that are to come. And sometimes there's different challenges within the same trial, because sometimes your trial isn't even in its final form. Put the meme back up there. Sometimes your trial stares you in the face and says, you fool, this isn't even my final form. You may be only fighting the first form of your trial but you've got to be ready for the other forms that is going to, that it's going to take because they will be stronger. Maybe your trial is like Frieza, where he holds back his strongest form. Sometimes trials feel like they're they're poking and, and prodding you, seeing if, if you're going to buckle under the weight. And when you don't, when you stand, they're like, all right, I'm going to power up. I'm going to go Super Saiyan. I'm going to kick you in the knees. And you have to choose to stand up again. You have to choose to mature Your faith. There's a progression of adversity and strength that happens in trials. I touched on this a bit during my Lore of Legends sermon. It was a series uh, we did back in 2019. There's a playlist on our YouTube if you want to check it out uh, later. Uh, And the legend that I spoke on was Moses. Uh, The series was all about uh, talking about different legends uh, across the Bible. And I chose Moses. Uh, And I talked about when when Moses was trying to get Pharaoh to let the Israelites go free from slavery, and Pharaoh's like, no, 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 over and over again, like 10 times. God used this long and frustrating process of of Pharaoh saying no to teach Moses perseverance. And through these events, God matured Moses' faith to where when he was leading the Israelites out of Egypt, and they They come up against the Red Sea, they can't get across, and the Egyptians are chasing them. Because of what God taught Moses through that prolonged battle, Moses now has the faith to be able to understand, yes, I believe that my God is powerful enough to split this sea in half and let us walk across. Because of what he had been through before. God allows us to meet adversity. He allows us to go through trials, to prepare us for what is to come, to mature our faith. In Dragon Ball, Goku wouldn't be able to beat the next big bad guy if he didn't struggle against the current bad guy. Each foe prepares him for the next, and our trials are the same. We get stronger through them. But we have to understand that mindset first, this mindset that that Goku seems to know very well. He goes into every fight not thinking about the pain, not thinking about the struggle, not the difficulty. He goes into every fight thinking about how much stronger he's going to be on the other side of it, how much stronger he's going to be. Now, sometimes he takes that to, to the extreme a little bit, causes him to make some reckless decisions. But It's such an important principle for us to understand. What if we saw each obstacle in our life as a chance to grow, as a chance to get better, and to learn? Just like that meme, magnificent. The pain will make me stronger. What if we counted it joy when we come up against trials like James tells us? The reality is that if if we do not face our trials with this mindset, then it's much harder for us to grow in them, to grow from them. If we submit to them, if we kneel under the pressure, then then we only get through the trial. We don't learn from it. We don't grow from it. We only endured it. I don't want to just get through the trial. I want to come out on top. I want to come out a different person than I was before. I want to allow the trial to reshape my perspective on, on life and on everything that was happening at the time so that I can be prepared for the greater struggles that are to come and so that I can encourage others in the struggles that they are facing. Understanding this is so important. It's so important. We need to have that mindset. When we face trials, they are meant to to prepare us for harder trials. They allow us to be unwavering and and firm in our faith so that we are ready for what lies ahead. And sometimes I believe that pain is necessary to bring us into what God has for us next. And I want to share a personal experience with you. Uh, I like to do that in my messages, and we're going to be doing it a lot over the next couple weeks, so stay tuned. Um, But before we get to that, I wanted to share something from many, many years ago. Um, that I later realized uh, the pain that I experienced through this event, multiple events, was so important to to help me grow and to get me to where God needed me to be. So out of high school, I decided that I I wasn't going to go to college. And if, if you're in high school right now, let me just say that Uh, Don't be discouraged if you you feel like you need to have it all figured out and you need to know what you're doing in your life, you know what you need to study, commit to for the next four years of your life. Don't be discouraged if you don't feel like uh, you have that figured out. None of us did. Let's be honest. None of us really know what we're doing in life, okay? So just rest assured in that. Don't feel discouraged if that was you because that was me too. But anyway... Uh, Out of high school, I began working at a school doing extended care and substituting, and through that job, I met a girl that I kind of liked, and so after much thought and contemplation, I managed to ask her out, Uh, and that was my first relationship. Uh, I had no idea what I was getting myself into, and around that same time when the relationship started is when I first uh, met Pastor Susie and his stream. Uh, God Squad Church had not begun yet, but I I found Susie's stream and, and started getting involved just a little bit. So there were a few new things in my life happening uh, within a six-month period, and my attention was divided between them all. The the relationship was going well, my job was going well, it even looked like I could have a full-time position at the school uh, coming the next year, Uh, so I was like, great, you know, I've got a nice girl, nice job, everything is great. Well, long story short, I didn't end up getting that full-time position at the school that I thought I was going to get, and I had so many reasons to believe that I was going to get this position. It looked like a really good chance that I was going to get this position, and then I didn't, and that hurt. That stung. I was like, wow. I, I really thought that this was what God had for me, but it didn't happen, and because I didn't get that position, and because of what would come after, I ended up not really enjoying my job as much as I had in the past. I, I was thankful that I had a job that I enjoyed, and now all of a sudden I I don't enjoy the job anymore. And a couple months later, the relationship that I was in back then took a turn for the worse, and before I could even try to fix what was wrong, it was over. It was over. Um, and my heart was shattered into a thousand pieces, to be honest, and the, the day that it ended was... More pain than I've ever experienced before up until that point. If you guys have been through heartache, you probably know how it feels. I'm not a crier, guys. I don't cry, at least not until recently, but we'll get to that. Um, But this day, this was like the first day that I could remember I had cried since I was little. I couldn't tell you the first time that I had cried before this moment. And I I full-on cried my heart was shattered into a thousand pieces and i was like this is the worst how can it get any worse than this but god was just using all of that to prepare me for the next trials that i would faith that i would face so i went from having a job that i loved with a career path ahead of me and a relationship to a job that i didn't like anymore no career path and no relationship but all of that pain that I experienced was necessary. It was necessary. You may have noticed that at the beginning of the story, I mentioned that I had just discovered Pastor Susie and the God Squad, but then didn't really mention it after, after that point. And that's because back then and in those experiences, in that job and in that relationship, I had no intentions of ever having God Squad be more than maybe a little volunteer thing I did on the side. And no intentions of it being anything more than that. I wanted to help, but I didn't see myself getting super involved. And I knew the ministry wasn't in a position to pay me, even if a staff position was on the table or anything like that. So I found more security in my actual job that did pay me at the time. So, But all of those things in my life needed to change in order for me to realize that God needed me here. Because volunteering 40-plus hours a week was not something that I would have done if I was still in that relationship or in that job. I especially wouldn't have been able to do it if I was in that job. I would have stayed at that job. I would have stayed at that job. I would have stayed in that relationship. But all of it had to fall in order for me to see that the door that God wanted me to take was open. But I didn't see that it was open until I had experienced the pain. If I had not gone through all that pain and disappointment that I did, I wouldn't be here today. The last five years of my life would be completely different. If things went my way, I would have stayed at that job. But turns out a couple years ago, that school actually closed. So what I thought looked like a great career path was actually just a dead end that God was protecting me from. And if it was up to me, I would have stayed with that girl. But I realized later that I probably wouldn't have been very happy if I did. And recently, I've been especially thankful that God ended that relationship because he had someone so much better in store for me. But I had to go through the pain of heartbreak and see what it looks like to be with someone who doesn't really care about you to truly appreciate someone that does. So I thank God for shattering my heart into a thousand pieces because he needed to do that. That was necessary to get me here and to get me to that next step, to what he had for me. So much good that he had for me, so much good had to come through pain. So I'm glad I'm glad that he allowed that to happen. God protected me from everything that was on that path that I was going on. He protected me from all of it, and he did it through pain. He brought me into a new phase of my life, and I wouldn't change it for the world. I would take all the pain again because I know that it was necessary. But I wouldn't have seen that without the pain. If nothing else, I need you to understand today that there are blessings that God wants to do in your life that he wants to give you. There are great things that he wants to do in your life, but the path to get there likely comes with some pain. I can almost guarantee that it comes with some pain. And we can either choose to let that pain discourage us from the great miracle that God wants to do in our life, or we can learn from it and step into that miracle, into that future that he has for us. We've seen from the book of James that pain produces perseverance, that it produces mature faith. And lastly, it produces completeness. Verse 4 ends by saying that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. And this concept it may sound strange at first. Why, why, why do we need to experience pain to be complete? I can get behind, sure, it grows perseverance, mature faith, but, but how does pain make us complete? The video game series Dark Souls gives us a great example of what pain looks like when it's part of the experience because no one plays Dark Souls for the first time and just beats every boss on the first try, all right? I don't care who you are. Nobody's beaten every boss on their first try when they're just first playing Dark Souls, because the game is designed to make you endure pain. It's designed to make you fail again and again and again and again. And that's what draws people to the game. That's what what a lot of people like about the game. Uh, But maybe you're somebody who uh, doesn't like that. Maybe you don't like experiencing the pain, and that really frustrates you. Uh, And and you need to walk away from games like that. Well, first of all, it's just a game, so that's okay. Uh, You feel free to walk away from that if that's not... uh, your idea of a fun time. It is for some people. I enjoy the Dark Souls series, but they are hard. They are hard. But the principle that Dark Souls and games like it teach us is that victory through pain feels so much better than a victory achieved through no struggle at all. It feels so much better. When you beat a boss in Dark Souls, you feel incredible. You're like, Yes! I did it. I finally beat this boss. I've died three dozen times. A hundred times. I don't know. Sometimes they're really, really hard. I remember I was playing Bloodborne. It's, it's kind of like Dark Souls made by the same people. Playing Bloodborne. Trying to beat that last DLC boss. Oh, my gracious day. Whew. When I finally beat that thing, I, I didn't even know how to feel. I didn't even know how to feel. I was just like, th- praise God. Praise God. Anyway. Uh, Dark Souls is designed to make you fail, but the principle it teaches us is so important. is so important because the pain is part of the experience. It's part of the experience. In an online rank, ranked game like like League or Overwatch or Valorant, what victories do you remember the most? It's not the ones where you just cakewalked. The the enemy team, like, they were an out-of-sync quartet. It's the ones where you actually had to try really hard to win. I got a man nodding here in the front row. He gets it. He's like, yeah. When when you have to really try to win a, a ranked game, those are the ones that you remember because you had to pull out every trick in the book. You had to pull out every trick in the book, everything you had learned in order to win that game, and that feels so great. It feels so great, but, but when you just cakewalk it and you, you just steamroll the enemy team, you don't remember that game. You're just happy your rank went up. That's all it is. You learn so much more through struggle. What would a game be if you just started the level and walked forward and the game awarded you? Congratulations, you walked down the hall. Sometimes they do that in the tutorial, okay? Sometimes they do that in the tutorial, but that's a tutorial, okay? But what if that was the whole game? The whole game is just walking down a hallway. Congratulations, you beat the game. Excuse me? I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. Nobody would play that game. (laughs) Games are built on struggle. They're built on adversity, and sometimes... Overcoming fake adversity helps us feel better about the fact that we have not gotten victory in our own lives. I wonder if the reason people tend to run to gaming, myself included, as an escape is because games give us that sense of overcoming adversity without actually being in any real danger. Games reward us for our efforts, even if it's only virtually, they give us the feeling of overcoming challenges. And many of us love a good challenge in a game. We love that. We love dark souls. But we don't want to be challenged in real life. We don't want that in our own lives. We know that in games, overcoming challenges makes us stronger. We're chasing that top-tier loot, that level cap, that, that final level. We want all the good stuff that the challenges give us. But we don't want that in our own lives. We don't want that. Why do we shy away from the pain when we know, when we know that the pain is such an important part of the experience? We announced at the beginning of the message today that I'm going to be leaving my position here as media director. And while I'm gonna leave most of that discussion for the weeks to come, uh, I did feel it was only appropriate to include this bit with you today. Um, to be honest, I don't fully know everything that God has for me in my next chapter of life. I know enough. I know enough to step through the door, but I don't know everything. And a question that some of you may have is, well, Seraph, what are you going to be doing if you're not going to be working for God's Squad? I don't know. I don't know. And recently, that has made me more and more afraid, not because I don't have faith that God is going to provide me with a means to support myself, not because I don't think that he'll do that, but because I know that sometimes things can involve a lot of pain. I've seen that in the lives of those around me, and I've seen that in my own personal ways. And my mind can't help but wonder if I'm going to have to work 60-plus hours a week at two different jobs just to get by, I'm afraid of that. I don't want that pain. But why am I so afraid of that when I've seen God do so much through my pain, when I've seen him bring me into something so much better through my pain? There's always been a reason. There's always been good that comes out of it. It's always worth it in the end. So if that's what God has next for me, then so be it. I need these reminders that pain is good for us just as much as you do. But how can we know what true success feels like if we've never experienced adversity? How can we know what true joy feels like if we've never experienced deep sadness? And how can you know how much it means to have somebody who truly loves you unless you've been with somebody who doesn't. The contrast gives us perspective. It allows us to appreciate all the more when we come out on the other side of our struggle and we see the blessing that God had for us all along. I truly believe that the greatest blessings that you will ever experience in your life will also come through the hardest pain through the hardest struggle. Because otherwise, why is the blessing great? Why is the blessing great if it didn't take so much to get there? What makes the joy and the glory of God so amazing without first knowing what life is like without Him? What makes His greatest blessing so incredible without first knowing the struggle that you had to endure to get there? Let Perseverance, finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Over the next couple weeks, we're gonna walk through how God taught me perseverance and how he's continuing to teach me perseverance. He's written an incredible story in my life and I'm honored and thankful to have the opportunity to share that with you guys. And I, I really encourage you, Uh, To stay tuned over the next couple weeks, I think it's going to bless you and inspire you to really believe God for anything that he puts on your heart, no matter what it may be and no matter what you face. Because like a good video game never stops challenging the player, God never stops challenging us. He never stops growing us through our struggles. A game requires you to learn and overcome to keep going using everything we've learned in the past to get through the new struggle. And God operates very similarly. When we're young, we have to learn hard lessons. We have to learn the importance of sharing, the importance of being respectful, of being kind. When we're older, we don't stop learning lessons. We're just learning on a deeper level. We have to count it joy. The pain must be counted as joy, just like we do in the games that we play. We have to welcome the difficulty in our lives and not try to run from it. What hardship in your life are you running from? What trial are you praying, God, remove this, when he wants to use that trial to make you stronger, when he wants to use that trial to show you how big he is, I want you to think about whatever you're facing and change your perspective from, God, please remove this, to God, please use this. COVID-19, how many of us have prayed, God, remove COVID-19, when God wants to use it? I want you to think about whatever trial is in your life as we take a moment to pray and ask God to help us consider it joy, to help us learn perseverance, mature in our faith, and to become complete in our faith. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for pain, Lord. I thank you that it teaches us. God, I thank you that you can use it. I thank you for allowing us to endure struggles, to help us realize how amazing you are, to help us see your glory. God, help us to count it joy when we face trials of many kinds. Help us to count it joy. Help us to learn that perseverance. Help us to mature in our faith. May you make us complete through our pain. Father, I pray that anything that anyone right now is has been praying, that you would remove it, Lord. I pray you would work in their heart, Father, that you would reshape their heart to pray, not remove it, but to use it. God, may you use our struggles to do incredible things in our lives and the lives of those around us. Help us. Help us, God. Help us face the pain. Help us persevere, Lord. Use it to do amazing things for your kingdom. In your name we pray. Amen. We see this concept of growing through pain portrayed so clearly through the life of Jesus because his life was not complete without enduring the worst pain that you could ever imagine. He struggled in the wilderness, fasting. He was betrayed by a friend, but his job still wasn't done. Only when he endured the cross was it finished. And in his resurrection, it was complete. He endured the deepest pain to give you and I our greatest victory. He endured the cross so that we would not lack in anything. In anything. So that we could be made whole through his suffering. If you've never heard this before, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, lived on this earth as a man, and he died on a cross for you and I. He died on a cross, beaten, mocked, his body torn and broken for you and I. And then he rose from the grave three days later, freeing you and I from the death that we deserved. Because we are sinners. We don't deserve anything that he gives us. But through his sacrifice, we can be seen as righteous. We can be made clean if we put our trust in him. That's all he asks to confess with our mouths that Jesus is Lord and to put our trust in him. If we turn from our sin, he doesn't promise that it will be easy. He doesn't. But he does promise that it will be good, that it will be more fulfilling than anything on this earth will ever give you. If you've never put your trust in him, if you've never given your life to follow Christ, we want to give you an opportunity to do that right now and to accept Him into your heart, because He gave everything to you. He endured the deepest pain to make you complete. So, if you believe that you need a savior and Savior, and you want to accept Him right now, would you pray this with me? Say this to God: God, I believe that You sent Your Son Jesus to die for me on the cross, and that He rose from the grave. I admit that I'm a sinner that I have sinned against you, that I don't deserve salvation, but God, I ask that you would save me, that you would extend your forgiveness to me. I commit my life to follow you, to love you and serve you for the rest of my days. I thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your grace that you have shown me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Can we put our hands together for those who are just accepting Christ for the first time? Amen.
2: Hey, congratulations to those of you that are just accepting Jesus Christ for the first time. Maybe you just rededicated your life. We want to be able to celebrate with you, and we want to congratulate you as well. We don't want to put you on a spot or or put a spotlight on you, but I want you to do something brave and bold for me. If you did just make that decision to accept Jesus Christ into your heart, if you could just let us know by putting a yes in the chat. We want to be able to congratulate you. We want, And like I said, we want to celebrate with you because it is the most important decision that you will ever make in your entire life. And so put a yes in the chat if you just made that decision today. And hey, if somebody could do me a favor and type exclamation point next level in the chat, if you did just make that decision, I I encourage you, click on that link. It will send you to a form that we ask you to fill out with as much information as you feel comfortable giving. Because a lot of people, they just made this decision. You just heard an awesome message from Unworthy Seraph, and maybe you felt God tugging at your heart, and you just made a really important decision. But you're like, okay, now we're, where do I go from here? And we want to be able to give you some resources on what to do after that. Maybe maybe you, you've heard about baptism, but you don't know what that's really about. And we encourage you to get baptized. You know, We encourage you to read the Bible, but maybe you don't know where to start reading. We want to be able to walk beside you in this new journey that you have in your life today. So I encourage you, please click on that link and fill out that form so we can we can help you out in those areas. But also, guys, we want you guys to know this is the reason why we do everything that we do here at God Squad Church. you know, Because of your faithfulness and your generous giving, we're able to continue bringing the gospel of Jesus Christ to people all around the world on a weekly basis. We're seeing people giving their lives to Jesus every single week. And so we want you to know, if you guys would like to give to God Squad Church, there's multiple safe and secure ways that you can do so. You can go to the panels below and click on the give link that will allow you to be able to give through our uh, PayPal. And also you can go to our website and you can customize it to any way that you see fit. And then finally, you can also use text to give by texting any amount to number 84321. But no matter how you're giving, we thank you so much for your generous and your faithfulness. And remember, every penny counts.